I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I've helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We are checking out our new episode titled, How to Pick a Career. Let me tell you, if you're confused about your career, confused about what you want to do, or what you want to be, then this episode is absolutely for you. As part of coaching, I continue to have the opportunity to meet with our aspiring high school and college students. For many, there's an underlying theme. I don't know what I want to do when I graduate. Or, I was interested in helping others. Nursing was my thought. But you know what? The internet says it doesn't pay well. Hmm. Before we talk about your ambitions and your dreams, let's back up a bit and dissect that last statement. The internet says it doesn't pay well. Well, that's a head-scratcher. Now, for starters, I want to be clear. I'm not singling out nursing. This discussion we're going to have could take place for any career field, from working in customer service because you enjoy the interaction and have good people skills, maybe working in field service such as trades, such as the trade skills of manual labor, plumbing, electrical, communications, roofing. You might be good with your hands. You could be in office work because you're good with computers or numbers. And finally, to one of my fields, engineering, because maybe you can visualize and design things that you see. So those are all great fields to work in, and I've not named them all. But again, this is not specifically about the nursing comment that was made earlier. So it seems in this last case, the internet can make strong impressions on a rising talented youth. So I stayed with her for quite some time, and we started deconstructing what her understanding about pay meant. And simply it was, the internet says it, the job, doesn't pay well. So that turned her off from being interested in moving forward. I asked her, well, in your situation, do you know what your current expenses are on a monthly or annual basis? To which she replied, no. I had asked her if she was familiar with a budget or budgeting system, and after a shy shrug, she said no. So then we talked a little bit more about what pay could be for her potential job or career. There was hourly pay, where you're paid by the amount of hours you work per day, per week, every two weeks, or every month. And then there's salary pay, which you agree upon a pay, and that range is broken down from one year over a weekly or biweekly period. It does not fluctuate, so it's fixed. And whatever they've agreed to pay you and you've accepted, that will be your pay day in, day out, week in, week out, with the uh, exception of having a potential opportunity for bonuses or special pay situations if the company has special needs, maybe delegations or uh, positions that you could be temporarily moved to to support them. But again, that's another discussion. 
So back to hourly pay, being paid by the hour, by the minute that you work. The more you work, the more you're paid. There are sometimes opportunities for overtime. Most fields, 40 hours per week is what you work for full time. After that, every hour would be considered overtime pay. And in many fields, you could be paid 1.5, even 2x, so one and a half to two times your salary, depending on how your overtime is set up. And then there can be special overtime pay if you work weekends, Sundays, and sometimes holidays specifically. So the point being, you need to understand what the pay structure is about for the jobs that you're applying for. But backing up to this original comment, it doesn't pay well. Why am I exploring this so thoroughly? Because we all need to have an understanding of what our expenses are, putting a budget together. Our budget is part of what our expenses are, but it's also part of what our income will be when we're out in the world working for our careers and our jobs. So maybe some jobs do pay less than others. Sure, there's a handful of them we can name where they're hourly and they may pay $10, $12, $15 an hour. But then there's professional jobs that are salaried, as I mentioned earlier, which is a fixed pay on a recurring paycheck basis. No matter how much you work or how little you work, how hard your day or your work week was, you're still getting paid the same. So you have to consider those things when it comes time to selecting a job and a career. However, we need to understand what pay means to you and I. And in her case, it was a simple statement. It doesn't pay well. It's vague, it's broad, and it has no context. I explained to this young lady that once she would break down what her expenses would be when she was living on her own out in the world, that she would then be able to identify what her budget would be what her needs would be so that she would have, these are the expenses I'm going to have every week, every month, and this is the amount of income I'm going to need to support myself. Now, there's the hardcore expenses, uh, I would say, the recurring expenses that you can't get away from, which would be rent or lease. It would be electrical, such as utilities, water, sewer, things like that. And then you might need something for communication, such as Wi-Fi, internet, maybe cable. You have to go through and see what your regular expenses are. If you're going to have a vehicle, well, of course, insurance is required to drive the vehicle. And then on an annual or biannual basis, you'll need to reapply for your license plate or your tag, as we call it in Florida, so that your vehicle's registered and you can drive it on the roads legally. Now, I won't cover every type of budget expense on this show, but the point being is that you have to put things in perspective when you're thinking about your career. I recommend you going after your passions, your dreams, your desires, because there's an old saying that exists, and it's something like this, find a job or a career that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. What's behind that? The meaning is that if you're doing something that you truly enjoy, something that your heart tugged you and pulled you to or pulled you toward, yes, you're working, but you're not doing it in a manner that you forget your purpose, your reason in life. Maybe if you wanted to be in nursing like this original discussion started with this young lady, it might be to help others. It might be because maybe somebody in your family got sick and a nurse or a medical per- person helped them, and maybe you want to play, you know, pay it forward. You never know the reasons why people want to pick the jobs or careers that they do. But I recommend that we not be dissuaded by the fact that the internet says it doesn't pay well. 
Again, I'm not singling out any particular search engines. I'm not singling out any particular sites because honestly, I don't know where this young lady searched. But what I can tell you is that those simple one Two sentence statements can really hurt you and dissuade you or detract you from wanting to go into your true field, your true career field. So get some help, get some career coaching, some guidance, bounce your ideas off family members, friends. If you have somebody at school that's in a similar field than you or grew up in a similar area and has similar interests, talk to them, see what they're doing. You can also talk to coworkers if you have a part-time job after school, or maybe you're on uh, in certain clubs in your high school or college. Talk to them. There might be a career center that you can um, sit down with, schedule an appointment, and get some ideas. Really, it comes down to your background, your skills, your capabilities. And then with the set of skills that you have, which specific ones do you want to utilize going forward? There might be something you're really good at, which... Some people might say it's a blessing and you're very gifted. I agree with that. However, you might not enjoy doing that particular um, function. I don't know what that would be for you, but there are certain things that maybe I'm good at that I don't like doing anymore, such as automotive work. As I start to, let's say, get more experienced in life, aka getting a little bit older, there's a lot of uh, technologies that I'm familiar with working on. There's a lot of mechanical experience I have with my hands, a lot of hands-on skills, but it gets more difficult to crawl around in these vehicles as the engines and transmissions get jam-packed into the hoods, and there's a lot less wiggle room. So there's a lot more maneuvering around in vehicles, plus living in Florida as you know, it is incredibly hot down here. Heck, it can be almost any time of year, and you can just take 10 steps from your uh, air-conditioned house to your vehicle. You could be in any type of clothing from uh, swimsuit and sports equipment to, heck, church clothes fully dressed up in in a suit, and just those 10 steps, you'll be sweating. It doesn't matter in Florida. It's always hot. The point being, it can be difficult to work on vehicles in Florida year-round because of the heat. So even though you're good at something, you might not enjoy it. And that's the other part I was talking about. Find a job or career that you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. I think I had to do some of my prior automotive work because I didn't have the funding to have paid mechanics do it, so I picked up those skills over my 30-plus years of experience, and now I'm very confident and strong with my skills repairing vehicles. But again, when there becomes a choice, I can have the choice to do that work here and my home in my driveway or potentially my garage, or take my vehicle to local service shop and have the work done there. Sometimes it's a matter about economics, and other times it's a matter of your time, your experience, and how much energy you can devote on a project. So while talking about today's show, How to Pick a Career, think about your skills, think about your capabilities, and then think about what you're really good at. What have you received comments on, compliments? What if people come to you for suggestions or feedback, maybe ask you to help them, support them, or even do a task or specific exercise for them because they knew that you were very good at that? If you appreciate being requested for certain jobs, tasks, particular opportunities come up and you're favored for those, whether it's at school, um, at your work, you might want to think about that. What are the true underlying skills, the capabilities that I have that others are seeking out in me? Maybe others are seeing things in me that I can't see in myself. That's something that I've shared on prior episodes where I said, 
I've looked in the mirror and I've seen the enemy and it is me, right? Sometimes we can't get past our own selves. Sometimes we just can't, can't get past the fact that we are stopping ourselves from a career path or a career opportunity of success. So we have to be careful if we're standing in our own way, blocking our own path. Need to get up with energy and spirit and positivity and embrace the day that's ahead. And while you're embracing that day, remember what we just talked about, about your capabilities, your skills. You don't have to do the things you're good at. That's true. But if you enjoy doing what you're good at, then that might be where you want to take your future job and maybe even turn it into a career. Now, truth be told, it might be difficult to take your working skill set, the skills that you're blessed with and that you're very handy with, and apply it to a particular job because you'd say, well, I'm good with my hands, Craig. Was there a job title that said good with your hands? Probably not. But then you start to think a little further. Are you good with large objects, small objects? Are you really good with fine-tuned, small, meticulous things like, let's say, watch parts and, and um eyeglass repair, or to be more larger objects, again, like vehicles or uh, industrial heavy-duty equipment? Where does your specific skill set lie if you're a hands-on person? Maybe you're great with computers, but you don't want to go into IT or IS, information technology or information systems. Maybe you just want to work on a computer. Do you want to be someone doing data entry that loads information in, possibly from multiple uh, formats, such as paper, and other forms into a computer so the data is entered and stored online? Or would you rather work in coding, learning a language that a computer speaks so that you can instruct the computer what to do and it can perform services and create products or services for others? It can perform an output. There's many languages out there to choose from. You can work on languages that, again, produce products, produce services, produce forms on the website and monitor data, control data, or maybe You'll want to work in something else with computers. Again, if you're hands-on, you could maybe work on computers, servers, wiring, routers, just, just to name a few things. But it's really up to you. Going back to this, the underlying message I'm beating into this episode is that don't let the internet tell you something pays well or doesn't pay well. Use it as a reference, but definitely get some coaching help, guidance. Talk to someone in a field or two that you're interested in and think about what you might be able to do with the skills that you have. Now, on the other hand, if you're young, younger in your experience and in your career field, like this one young lady was, she was a junior in high school, she maybe hasn't acquired all her education yet. I know over the age of 50, I still haven't, and I'm always learning. I believe in learning for a lifetime. So maybe she has an idea what she wants to do, but doesn't know how to do it. And that's not a problem for her or for you, because that's what school, that's what trades and hobbies classes are for, to give you the abilities by learning from seniors and others that are experienced in these senior members that are experienced in these fields that can share with us and teach us the ins and outs of a particular trade, a particular profession. Heck, you can even do an internship where you work alongside someone that's in that field you might be interested in, such as nursing, such as plumbing, electrical, uh, being an electrician, communications, roofing, engineering, IT. There's a number of areas. And sometimes these internships are paid, which is a boost, a benefit, and other times they're unpaid. You really have to realize what it is that's important to you. Is the money important in this situation so the internship must be paid? 
Or should it be unpaid and you're not worried because maybe you're living at home as a high school or college student or you don't have significant expenses that need to be covered? Because really, it's all about the experience. If you can find out something in your younger years of your job or your career hunting life, and you can find out, I thought I wanted to be a nurse, I thought I wanted to be a doctor, or I really wanted to work in IT or IS, and then when you spent a couple days, a couple weeks, or if you're fortunate, a few months or maybe a semester working in that field, even part-time or interning, and it just totally rubs you the wrong way and turns you off, maybe you were misguided into that field by others. Maybe you had a misunderstanding or misinterpretation of what that field would do, what the task, what the responsibilities were. You know, job descriptions and all that on the internet are great, but it's working in the field, talking to others that do that, that walk the walk, talk the talk. That's where you're going to learn firsthand experience. Many times when I travel, I'll be listening to others' conversations when I'm waiting in line at the airport, dropping off a rental car, maybe going to dinner at a hotel, whatever the case may be. And sometimes I find my way to work into conversations of others, in fact, sometimes complete strangers, and interject a few points of interest or concern, and then they might share back their feedback. Now, mind you, I do it respectfully, and I do it with respect for their privacy as well. I don't share personal details when it comes to discussions like that. But many times, it's a way to build relationships and learn about others. Heck, you don't even have to have a conversation with people. Just hearing repeat messages as you travel or as you go around your your daily activities, whether it's work, home, school, and you pick up information. If a lot of people are complaining about about a particular field of uh, that you might be interested in, let's just say communications or cable, or if a lot of people are really supportive of a certain you know automotive repair shop, hey. Maybe that might be something you want to stop by and talk to the manager about and say, hey, I've really heard good things about this or call up the company that was getting, you know, what seemed to be bad reviews or bad feedback about, you know, this this example in cable and just talk to them and see what their core values are, what they stand for. Kind of do a little research on them. The point being, you want to be aligned with the company that you work with and work for. You want to have same or similar mission and vision statements. Now, we don't need to get into the stuffy details about what a mission or vision statement is, but really it's about what the company stands for, and it's kind of like what you stand for. What does your heart pull you toward? What do you feel interested in? That's where you want to spend some time picking your career. And by the way, as we get ready to close this episode, I did want to share a few details about this young lady. She was initially interested in nursing because she told me she wanted to help others. I asked her what she thought nurses did or what her version of nursing was, and she started talking about specific tools that doctors and surgeons use, such as scalpels and how different parts of the body work. In fact, she had knowledge of uh, some of the parts of our brain, how the brain functions in certain areas, and where maybe certain cancers or tumors could be more probable than others. And she clearly had done her homework and research. At such a young age, I again complimented her on having dreams and desires and an interest. So I had to ask her, 
where did you gain this critical, important knowledge at this young age? And she said, watching videos online, watching special medical uh, TV shows on cable. And I think it's very interesting that she had done this, again, at such a young age. So again, I complimented her, but told her, if you're feeling pulled, if you're feeling, feeling nudged, driven in that way, I think that's something you truly should explore. And then with everything else we've discussed today, I shared those same things with her. I helped to encourage her to look into the things that she felt pulled or drawn to. Don't always get dissuaded by one or two negative comments. Also, in regards to pay versus expenses and budget and so forth, you need something to counterbalance. You need something to compare against. If everybody just uses a generic word, that's bad pay or that's good pay, you have nothing to reference that with. You need something with numerics, something quantitative to compare against. So, when you hear feedback about something, specifically about a job or career you might be interested in, you might want to pull the cord, stop the train, get off, maybe reset, or ask more details about how these people came up with this information. Where are their facts? Where did they get their data from? Are there any reports? any hard information that you can share with me that I can do my own research on and maybe come up with a similar or different conclusion. I hope today's show, How to Pick a Career, helped you if you're out in the job force looking for your first job or first career or considering changing careers. Remember to use the skills, the gifts that you've been blessed with and use those skills and and gifts and experiences that you enjoy doing. You may at times need to stop and do some things that maybe aren't your uh, chosen career field or career path just to pay the bills. And it's great that you have options like that, but it certainly doesn't mean you need to stay in that role or that position for a lifetime. It could be just something called a placeholder that just fulfills a part of your life, a part of your time where you're having some income come in, doing your job to the best of your abilities. You never know if a position in a company that you maybe weren't interested in to be a lifer at, to be there for the rest of your career, something could open up and it could open new doors and new opportunities based on your experience and skills. Maybe because you're good with your hands and you're doing a particular position, you get recognized additionally for your vision, your forward thinking, as well as your ability to lead others. And that could potentially lead into a supervisory or leadership role. So, In closing, do whatever you're interested in. Do it to the best you can. And realize, sometimes you're not always in your career field that's optimum for you. You've got to use stepping stones to get there. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. I'm Craig Ansell, your host of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. For for this calendar year, 2022, I ask you, help us to grow. Please share our podcast, share our information with others. And also, if you have time, leave feedback on Apple Podcasts or any of the other major players. We'd love to hear from you and know how we're helping you change lives. God bless you. Hope you've enjoyed the show. We'll talk next week. See ya.